So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast Episode 55 for May Is it May? 22nd 2016 it is may right yes ma'am okay and we have as you heard andrew roe mcfain as as usual and our special guest connor cyberpunk monk besh i'm special to you uh you are very special that is i'm saying you're retarded whoa now Oh yeah, That's I'm not allowed. Words. I'm not allowed to say that. I was told before that re- the word retard is is like saying the n word now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I almost I almost went there, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Not on the yeah. I'm I'm doing it. I'm going there. Uh, it's not, by the way, it's not like saying that. He's bringing no. it back. So, okay, what games have you guys been playing this week? I'm Nathan Reinsworth, by the way. Uh, somebody talk all at once. No, don't all go at once. <laughs> somebody talk. Uh, Connor, what games have you been playing this week? <laughs> Sleeping Dogs and Pokemon. Go. Next. All right, Aroa. What games have you been playing this week? Well, I tried pirating Dark Souls three, and it won't stream to my Steam link correctly, so I gave up on that. Uh, and then I tried playing more Witcher 3, and I played it for like an hour, and then I didn't play it anymore this week. However, what I did do, uh, more than playing than anything else, which doesn't say much, was I played Marvel Heroes 2016, after you told me that it was a Diablo clone. Yeah. And, uh, I like it. It definitely is a Diablo clone. However, it is... Really poorly designed. Yes, it is. Um, I, it looks like they're aware of that fact because they they've put in some of the patch notes that they've they're doing like character revamps uh, every every once in a while. Yeah. Because uh, I was I was like I'm gonna play as my pretty much my favorite Marvel hero simply because he looks really cool. Uh, the fucking firehead guy that I can't even remember the name of because I don't care that much. I right, just think right. he looks cool. Uh. But yeah, Super Scroll. No, uh, Rider. Nicholas Cage was him. Oh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Ghost Come Rider. On. Yeah, I tried playing as Ghost Rider, and god damn, uh, he. I couldn't beat like, I couldn't beat the first post prologue mission with him because he is so garbage. Uh, but playing as like the Hulk or any other really popular character that's actually been revamped. Um, it's a fun game and it's free to play and like it works with a controller, which is more than I can say for the other Diablo clone that I used to play that I can't remember the name of anymore. Sacred? No. The torch, no. Torchlight. No, no. Uh, it was another free to play. Oh, uh, not Path of Exile, play. was it? Yeah, it was Path of Exile. Okay. Yeah, I, I played that game a little bit. Uh, I played Marvel Heroes. I'm not really one for those type of games. They're fun every once in a while, but I don't think they're amazing games by any means. So, Yeah. Um, 
So let's, we have a lot of shit to talk about, but first I played Rocket League right before we played this, or right before we played this, right right before we record the podcast, I was uh, playing Rocket League, and then I played Rock Band uh, on my Twitch stream last night, and that was pretty fun, and uh, that's about it, That's, that's about all the games I played, and something just happened, I can hear your fan. What? I can hear your fan now. Can you hear it right now? Uh, barely. Because it, it doesn't. It maybe only whenever I'm trans. Hold on, I'll move my microphone back. Is it okay now? Yes, but it was like when you moved your microphone, it just all I heard was. Whoo. Oh, that might actually. You know what that is? That is the washing machine. Oh, perfect time. Yeah, perfect it, time. I think it just went into the. It. I think it went into the spin cycle. Oh, okay. Yeah, what, whatever. This is this isn't getting edited. <laughs> Podcast. <out. laughs> we're the most professional. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, some stuff we're just gonna touch on because there's not much to talk about. I just think it's interesting. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the Nintendo has it said that they're planning on making feature films soon. Which so, is, I mean, hopefully that's a good thing. Yeah, well, well, I'm just thinking about all the video game movies we've gotten, like Prince of Persia, which Prince of Persia was okay, but it was not good. Um, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers was a masterpiece. Uh, What other, what other super, superhero, what other uh, video game movies can you guys think of? Uh, The new Assassin's Creed looks like hot ass. Yeah, like... All the video game movies that have ever came out, because for some reason, they can never take the the storyline of the video game and like morph it into a good movie. Final Fantasy is a perfect example. Yeah, I don't even i I don't even know what happened with that. I I don't know either, but they did not like have anything resembling Final Fantasy in that movie, except for maybe one or two uh, names that they called people. Like I think Sid was in it. Uh, but like everything else was just terrible. And I think that if it wasn't Final Fantasy, if it was just called like generic sci-fi movie with pretty graphics, Spirits Within. Yeah, if that was just called Spirits Within, it may <laughs> it might have been like people would be like, oh, that's that's a pretty okay movie. It was it was, you know, it made a decent amount of money, which it didn't because it was a Final Fantasy movie, and everyone knew it wasn't a Final Fantasy movie. All uh, that and like it was also incredibly expensive to produce because they had to use like a massive server farm to render it. Yeah, because like nowadays it would take like I don't know a decent desktop to make that movie, and back then they had to have like I think it was over two hundred computers rendering. Yeah, they yeah they they did like just a massive network rendering, which was silly. <laughs> But yeah, so that movie was just it, and it was made by Square. I think I'm pretty sure it was made by SquareSoft. Well, I and, know Square had something to do with it, so yeah. But they just why are they couldn't just even take the storyline of like Final Fantasy VII and just condense it, or you know make it like the first disc of Final Fantasy VII or something? Because if how many people would have paid money to just go and see Final Fantasy 7 Disc 1. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, look at look at all the people that were totally into Advent Children. And that movie and like, was shit. Supposedly, I don't know. I watched, I watched maybe three minutes of it on my friend's PSP. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, sure is pretty. Yeah, it's super pretty, but. And I, I don't know, Connor might disagree with me. You might disagree with me, but that movie was it was good in the sense that it was fan service. Uh bad in everything else. Like it it, it had pretty graphics and the, the action scenes were okay, but it was just the storyline was just eh. And then at the end Sephiroth comes back. I uh, spoilers on like a ten year old movie. Uh, mm. Sephiroth comes back at the end, and you're just like, yeah, that's that wasn't really worth it. But whatever, it was cool. It was. Pretty. Have I mentioned that I've never played any? I know of you the Final Fantasies th- all the way through, and I seven know. I've never played at all. Uh, Connor, are you still there? Yes, I am. I'm uh, just wondering why we haven't talked about the best video game movie. The uh, the Donkey Kong Country VHS that came out with the game, I think. So Xenoverse uh, Two is has been announced. I liked that show. The Donkey Kong Country one. Yeah, the one the, made by the can- Canadian the, animation company. The really shitty yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I I remember liking it as a kid, but I mean, I was also young enough to have awful taste. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's obviously like, yeah. If I watched it now. I'd go, man, my nostalgia boner is through the roof. And that'd be about <laughs> all I could say. I I never actually saw the Donkey Kong Country TV show, so I guess I'm weird. I but you know, same thing it with spawned a, it spawned a, a a YouTube poop fad for a little while uh, oh. of nine eleven. So Oh god. You know, so let's let's transition into another TV show that a row has probably never seen. Dragon Ball. No, I watched the shit out of DBZ and okay, the original okay. Dragon Ball. Good, good. So, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, pretty good game, right? I would, I would say it's a pretty good game. From what I saw and played, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, apparently, they're making a Xenoverse two, which it should be unsurprising to anyone in this call. Oh, because. Yeah. They, yeah, give, give it five years. We'll have Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Tenkaichi, Xenoverse Seven. Yeah, well, exactly. The the reason that I think that I'm not surprised, like uh, going along with the fact that, or alongside the fact that, yeah, I mean, obviously they're gonna make another DBZ fighting game, but like Xeno Xenoverse went over really, really well. I think with a lot of people. Well, it uh, the thing I I liked about it was. Like all the other Dragon Ball games are exactly the same. You have the exact same story, and just like different fighting mechanics. With uh, Xenoverse, they actually tra- switched it and created their own story, which was well, much needed. They they still of. they still went through and hit the plot points of the original series and stuff. Well, you you know what they did, right? Yes. Like with the story. Like where it came from? No, it's DBZ Online. Oh, was they, it? They basically tra- yeah, they basically transplanted the story of DBZ Online 
and just brought it over to the U.S. and made it like its own game. Now, DBZ Online doesn't exist anymore, right? It doesn't? I think it was shut down. Maybe it was, but... And that was a... Was it Chinese? It wasn't North Korean, was it? Or North Korean, South Korean, was it? I really don't know. I th- I think it I think it was a Chinese game, uh, and that's why I didn't get to play it, which sucked. Because it, it, if in any case, it was in a country that we don't have access to. All of yeah, I I actually looked into to playing it, and it was like you had to go through a VPN, obviously, and yeah. it was really complicated, and nothing was in English, so. Yeah, they have um they have a patch for Fantasy Star that a lot that makes it into English. And there's a Monster Hunter MMO that they have a patch for that makes it into English. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was actually uh that was one of the games that was on that stupid box that we talked about last week. Uh yeah, that one made by Tencent. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so, are you going to be, is either of you going to be getting the Xenoverse 2? I'll consider it. I'll probably yeah, if get it. If it's really good, probably. If it's just another DBZ fighting game, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. played enough of them. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, it's different from like the, the Budokai games. It um, is. It plays completely differently. Actually, uh, one of the main complaints about it was that it, doesn't play like a fighting game very much at all. Uh, no. It's it's really more of a spectacle than than anything else. Yeah, uh, it's most it's, of the Barra. Um, it's pretty good, I would say. No. Well, uh, most of it, it most of the combat is more or less like rock paper scissors. Yeah. I wish I had <laughs> I wish I had friends who would play with it with me, Aroa. Hey, I I have never seen it at a price where I'm like yeah, I'm going to go ahead and buy it because I only had one friend that even owned it for a while. Me? And no, it wasn't you. But but uh, I've owned it since like it came out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you got it way after that, but No, I, I got it wasn't... for like $30 right after it came out. I still wouldn't buy it for that much just for one friend. Like if they if they do better at implementing more online stuff, like cuz it, it didn't have like co-op or anything, did it? Yeah, it did. It did? Yeah. For like the campaign? Yeah. Oh, well. Fuck Fucking me. go to GTA. You can get it for 20 bucks. I got to buy Overwatch, man. Yeah, me too. When that comes out the 20 That comes out Monday at 6 p.m. Central Time. Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I thought it came out on I, Tuesday. It does. It comes out at oh. Tuesday at midnight in some other time zone, which equates to 6 p.m. Monday for, for me. Nice. I had, I had no idea because uh, everyone was saying 6 p.m. And I was like, oh, wow, 6 p.m. Tuesday? That sucks. And then uh, John was like, nope, tomorrow. I was like, oh, fuck. Cool. Okay. I, I guess I have enough money to pre-order it with. So has have let's let's transition poorly into this next one. <laughs> of course. Uh Star Wars Battlefront. Uh you do either of you own that? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so no. it was a one of the big complaints was that it's a multiplayer only game. And apparently mm-hmm. that wasn't always the case. 
They originally planned on having a campaign, but they wanted to go wanted it to come out around the same time as the movie, uh, obviously The Force Awakens. And so they decided to cut the campaign and just make multiplayer. Interesting. Bullshit is what that is. Well, it's uh it's kind of interesting because there were a lot of there or there was a lot of talk that the game seemed really rushed. Yeah. And if anything, that just kind of nails it that yeah, it was rushed. It was rushed out the door in, in time to go out with the with the new movie. Right. And and that's upsetting because they had years of work on Battlefront three already. Mm-hmm. And they they're like they scrapped all that, which is apparently it was supposed to be a really good game. And then they made Battlefront, which was all right. I mean, it was just a multiplayer. It wasn't worth sixty bucks. It's for damn sure. Yeah, because it didn't even have a single player. Not that anyone would have played the single player. I mean, they could have made an hour long single player campaign, and nobody would have played it because they all would have played multiplayer. But there should have been the option, in my opinion. Uh, I um, I just think the whole game was shit. It wasn't uh, very good. I mean, it was all right, I'm, but yeah. I'm kind of glad that they did that, though, because I honestly just don't think that modern shooters, at least like uh, with, with with like battle battlefield and all that, yeah, I don't think they need they don't need single player. I think that um, I think Titanfall set a really good precedent, and then nobody really took it seriously. But and Titanfall. That's it, they, you, but Titanfall is actually a good game. It is, um, but I'm, I'm just saying that like other games should have should have taken that and been like, "Huh, you you know what? They're right. Nobody gives a shit about the campaign." Because I, yeah. I mean, there are people who give a shit about like Call of Duty's campaign. I don't know anybody that's ever given a shit about Battlefront's campaign, right? Because <laughs> it's always been trash. They've always been like trying to compete with call of duty but they have no idea how to do that yeah and they don't have what i I, i'm not sure they even have the the resources like to 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 do that because dice doesn't make single player games other than fucking mirror's edge like yeah they'd have to they'd have to hire an outside studio to do the single player and you know what happens whenever you outsource part of your game to another studio it goes well you get you get doom that's what I was gonna say. Doom did that, <laughs> and that's and yeah, that's why the multiplayer beta, that, right? like, because I played the multiplayer beta. Sorry, I interrupted you, Connor. Uh, but the multiplayer beta was terrible, and I was like, I'm not gonna get this because the game looks awful. And apparently, it, it isn't awful. It's just the multiplayer is. What were you gonna say, Connor? I was saying the Doom, the the entirety of Doom is surprisingly not as good as they were expecting. Right. They. I don't See, think everyone were... keeps gushing about the single player, and I haven't played it because I'm not paying for it. Yeah, I'm not so. either. So, and there's no torrent out for it yet. I mean, don't steal your games, kids. Even though I talked about torrenting <laughs> Dark Souls at the beginning of the podcast. No, no, no. You pirated it. There's a difference. Ah, yes, yes. I actually just went into the store and stole a PC physical copy. Yeah, it was like yar, and then left. <laughs> yep. He he actually Walmart. He, he has a boat that he he rode into the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, he has an eye patch that he was wearing too. 
I just wear that anyway. Yeah, he uh he Snapchatted me while he was doing that. Yep. Uh, we're gonna the reason why we're moving on from from these stories so quick is because uh we have a really long thing to talk about at the end, so we're kind of just speeding through these stories in case anyone's wondering who's listening. Uh, no the one last. Cares. No one cares. So the last story that is a hilarious story, uh, I'll have it in the link or in the description below. So there is a clip on YouTube or was a clip on YouTube that showed a double dribble. There's a cheat you can do basically in the regular Nintendo where you go to the very top of the screen and you pick up the ball and you go to shoot it. And because of the way the NES can't really do 3D stuff, if you're at the very top right of the screen, you instantly make the three-point because it acts like you're right there for a two-point shot. And so they did that, and that was posted in 2009. Well, a couple weeks ago, Family Guy stole that clip from YouTube and used it on Family Guy. Mm. And then they Fox sent a copyright strike against the original video. Oh. So the video was taken down because Fox stole the clip, used it on their show, and then claimed a copyright on the original clip, which I don't think is the right thing to do. Uh, no. Yeah, no. If you're a professional, you can just do whatever. Okay, so the theory is that um, Fox actually didn't do the strike. What happened was that the they basically every time they they make a Family Guy and they release it, they put that clip, or they they basically say you know match anything with this episode in it. And yeah. put a strike against it. That way they don't get, you know, their stuff stolen. And that's pretty legitimate. But Google's uh, robots aren't really smart enough to tell the difference between, you know, what's real or what's what Family Guy stole. And so they ended up just automatically taking the video down. Yeah. I figured it was something automated. Like... Yeah. So I actually don't think fault is that at fault here i think it's just youtube and google's uh automated Bullshit. system being bad really really yeah. bad so what's your guys thoughts on this i thought it was hilarious it's uh it's a delightful uh like kind of in the public eye kind of kind of it, look at, at how much that whole fucking copyright bullshit affects things like like things that make absolutely no sense can happen all because basically no one really gives a shit well yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's a look at how broken our copyright system is that you can claim something that is actually older than than the content that you're that you're claiming it has you something can, to you do can with. claim a copyright on anything but this is just hilarious because they claimed a copyright on something they stole. Yeah, because they they took it they took it without giving any credit to the original, just because ah, it's game footage, you know, whatever. Right. And then and then they ironically go through and 
Yeah. Fuck, and, fuck and everything up for. I mean, I that think the. Movie. I think from what I was reading, the person finds it kind of funny too that it happened. The person who well, the hope so. strike was against, but he's also you know of course he's working to get it fixed, but it was just hilarious that that would happen, mm-hmm. and it kind of just shows how we need to how Google really needs to change it like. I don't know how they're going to change it because there's so many videos posted on YouTube every single day. It's not like they can it's not like they can go and hire a bunch of people to watch all those videos and do the copyright stuff. Um well my whole thought is that uh the at least well for one at least they've done the whole escrow thing that everyone was telling them to do. Yeah. Uh, where they hold money in escrow whenever there's a copyright claim on it. But really, I think, if anything, they should just get rid of the automated system. Yeah, but it how is, would they... But, but how That they is not... That, that, in my opinion, is not YouTube's responsibility to go through and vet content that's been uploaded to their own site. Because if you... If you're going to say that it's YouTube's responsibility to do that, then why is it not Dropbox's responsibility or uh, Mega Upload or whatever? Because for them to scan all of their shit or or Gmail, like why doesn't all of, why aren't all of our Gmail attachments being scanned they to make are. sure that we're not sharing copyrighted <laughs> images with each other? They uh, are Aroa. you know they are. If and like. Why, why are all these things allowed to, to keep happening, but yet on YouTube, oh, it's different because it's all video content. Like, I, I don't think the automated system should exist because it's not the creator's responsibility to, to report their own shit. It's not, like, it's not YouTube's responsibility to go through their own shit and look for copyrighted material that is the person whose copyright has been infringed upon. I think you have a valid point because our current system is unlike our judicial system. Our judicial system says we are innocent until proven guilty. With Mm -hmm. the current system with YouTube, it is the opposite way around. You get you're you're guilty until you're proven innocent. Mm -hmm. And so the people who are, you know, going and filing these false claims, they are seen as the people who are in the right, which it should be the yep. other way around. So you should, if you, if a claim is filed against you, the people who filed the claim should be the ones trying and working their asses off to prove that you stole the content. Yep. Any thoughts, uh, Connor? The only thing I could think is it's not like you could just rebuild this whole thing from the ground up. And that's almost what they'd have to do. The whole copyright system, I mean, all it does is really it just checks for, it does like a a cash check or something like that. It just says, hey, is this the exact same thing or lightly edited or whatever? Yeah. Well, it, what it does is it, um, it utilizes a fingerprint system, kind of like whenever you do a music match search. Like if you do a, if you do a Soundhound or a, or a Shazam search for a particular sound it looks for similar data and if it sees something that's similar to the fingerprint that's been provided to them by the so-called original creators then it it flags that 
So I is see. everything that Fox or whoever produces, do they all do like is the entire video made up of these fingerprints or what? Uh, that's sort of yeah. That that's kind of how it works. Like they'll they'll send Google the original content. Google runs it through this process that breaks it down into what's essentially a metadata that is a is an is a really long fingerprint that's the equivalent of the video data, so, so to speak. I don't know really how to explain it, but it's like it it doesn't check. It doesn't check if it's exactly the same. It's basically looking for the same data within your video. So this is why we can't have people making a living off of YouTube. You know, people who play video games or do YouTube shows for a living. It's the that is the reason why we have a mess like this today. Yeah. Well, you can you can you can say that, but it's like it, it, the whole reason that this gets confusing is because of the fact that we have a fair use law that is incredibly vague. It and, is. And m- most of our copyright law hasn't been updated to look at anything modern. Um, so there you go. Google, if you're listening, you need to start lobbying for that because <laughs> you're not going to be able to make your professional lives or your, your, your professional interests better until you at least have that sorted first. Yeah, that's because whenever you get into like let's plays, you're looking at what is potentially derivative works, right. and with de- derivative works, that's whenever you get into fair use territory. Is this is this derivative work directly impacting the original work in some way, where, where whether people are not buying the game because they watch this video, and you also get into a problem where are people buying these games because they're watching Let's Plays? And in that case, do you want to fight that because then you might be hitting your bottom dollar? Um, and you're also looking at it from from a legal standpoint with it being a derivative work. Does that in turn mean that that like these Let's Play videos are original content because they're being played through or experienced in a completely different way because of the person who's playing it. And and the short answer is no. You're taking somebody's content and you're talking over it. That's like, which is weird because I totally support that for something like Riff Tracks, you know? I love when Riff Tracks does that because I feel like I'm being entertained, you know? It's a good comedy show. But with a Let's Play, it's usually just like stop yelling into your mic and be less autistic. Well, well, and here's the thing. Uh, People do find that entertaining, Connor. I don't, yes, and... I don't 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 get me wrong. I don't know why they find it entertaining. Um, that's why whenever I do, you know, I do Twitch streams, but whenever I do a YouTube video, I try to have, I try to have if it's a let's play to have something like when we did that perfect run in Payday Two of Election Day. You know, I try to have something that's actually worth putting on there because just screaming into the microphone isn't something that I find entertaining. But you also have to consider if they're there for that person screaming into the microphone, then does that make does does that make the work its own unique product? Because at that point, the video is not the same if you remove that person that's talking. And, and even if they're being an obnoxious retard, like that completely changes the experience of playing the game. And yeah, like how, that's and, and when you look at something like when when we play games on YouTube, nobody cares. 
But when you look at somebody like PewDiePie, he has, what, 14 million followers or something like that? Fuck, I don't know. And so that's potentially 14 million people who may or may not have that game that might be watching that that'll have a little bit more access to see that game. So if it's a indie game, that is even if 5% or 2% of those people buy the game, that's still a pretty good chunk of yeah, money that's, that they're getting. That's going into what I was saying earlier like does does fighting this end up actually or fighting yeah, against people doing let's plays or whatever does that actually end up hurting the original creators of of these products because it's essentially free advertising i would argue that yes it does hurt them uh and the main reason if it if they take down a video again like one of us puts up nobody's gonna bat an eye if nintendo takes one of our videos down but if nintendo no. takes one of pewdiepie's videos down oh there's gonna be a backlash yeah because and that's... I don't I don't even like PewDiePie, but you're going to see that they're going to be like, oh, they're authoritarian and blah, blah. blah. And so you're going to well, get that, that happened with a with some prominent YouTuber, like a lot yeah, of that was videos. Uh, where's where's the fair use? Uh, Doug Walter, uh, Doug Walker, I mean, was doing that for I think he is still doing that. Actually, yeah. one of his videos got flagged and he stopped getting marketing from it. But yeah, that's what he does for a living. He does reviews. You know, it's not like you're going to make Roger Ebert stop, not anymore, but it's not like he would have seized his gains because he wrote a bad review, you know? That's, people go to him specifically for their input. Right. And that's how it's justified. If you're a comedian and you're doing something worthwhile, yeah, hell yeah, profit off that, you know? But the problem with YouTube and a lot of the streaming market right now that we have is it's just too many people picking up their controllers, dicking around and expecting them to you know, get money in the bank because it happened to whoever they're copying. Hey, hey, I'm getting money in the bank from my YouTube. <laughs> Next month, I should get like two dollars. It's and is... it, it's it really it, it comes down to the fact that people are people are going to these streams and and watching these videos not for the game. It's it's for the people, right? And it's like it, it it's I don't know. I I feel like you're you're doing yourself a disservice by by fighting against that because right because if you i i understand if they're just taking your work and just posting the video game foot like taking all the cutscenes out of a game and push putting them online like that which is also a popular thing yes that i could see a <laughs> copyright claim happening but if it's somebody yeah. who's actually playing the game like pewdiepie or um i don't markiplier is he he's popular right i watch him yeah okay uh, you know, those guys, they have a huge following. And so you're doing yourself a huge disservice because a, you're taking potential revenue away from yourself because they, sometimes people just want to go watch the game and they say, you know, they say, okay, I like Markiplier. So I'm going to go watch him. And they look at the game and say, oh, that game looks fun. And they buy it. I, I've never done that. I usually go to reviews and, and do that, but some people will will use them as a reference for what type of games they should buy. And if those videos get taken down, that A shows you that's those potential viewers, those people that were supposed that were potentially going to buy the game, they now say, "Oh, that's this company is shit, so I'm not going to buy this game." Same thing happened with the the Jimquisition. 
He, there was a company yeah. that that made notoriously bad games, and he ragged on. He would try and rag on every one of them, and so they are trying to sue him right now. Right, I remember that. Jim uh, Jim Sterling is totally like a a, 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 a I can't talk. He's totally related to this conversation, like this exact topic, though. Yeah, let's I get mean, him in here. Exact. Yeah, just invite him in, right? Yeah. No, but no. he he does the same thing. He makes his money off of reviews. He puts thought, quality, and work into it. It's it's an actual write up. There's a script involved, you know. Yeah. For some reason, that just seems way more justified than watching Markiplier or PewDiePie or whatever. I I would if you if you're saying that let's plays don't require any effort at all, I wouldn't totally agree with that. I mean, and that's that's between a good pl- let's play and a bad let's play, like. I've done shitty ass let's plays. I would feel bad if somebody gave me money for that. Whereas hey, if hey, I sat hey. down and if I did a script or review for it, then I would absolutely love it. Then I was entertained by there, your Super Mario let's play. You're be- very bad at that game, by the way. I'm very bad at Super Mario. I understand that. That's not what we're talking about right now. Though. <laughs> I was just saying. You said you did a shitty one. I thought it was fun. I'm giving you a compliment. Damn it. Uh. Let's let's move on because we could talk about this shit all day long. And we've already yeah. we've already been here for 30 something minutes and we still have 10 things to talk about. Well, yeah. Uh they hopefully they'll go through quick. Um Daydream. The Google's VR platform for the future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that I don't <laughs> care about at all. Uh, Google now has a mobile virtual reality platform. It's called Daydream. Apparently, it's being built on uh, the Android N, which I don't know what N stands for. I guess they just it stopped. doesn't stand for anything yet. Oh, yeah, they're, they don't they're asking people for their votes, whatever, like they always do. Nutter butter. Yep. Which means well, it's going to be Android. I think no, no. He, he cut out it the first time. <laughs> he did that on purpose. I, I mean, in Google I/O, weren't they like requesting people not send certain things? I don't remember. I was like half asleep during that. Uh, it was. Um, Please don't send was, the word. It was another. It was another Bodie McBoatface reference. Oh, what was it going to be? Phony McPhone face or something? I I, I really don't like remember. That. It, it was something silly. ridiculous. It, I, I do yeah, know so, that. I'm sorry. Go so on. So, are they doing AR or VR? VR. It's it's a headset. Yeah. Nice. Nonsense. Stop that. You are funding the wrong thing right now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, agree with with the I, whole I mean, phone thing. Definitely. I'm very very passionate about this exact thought. We're putting all this money into virtual reality because Oculus Rift and HTC Vive are really jumping off, and they're being proven to be successful. However, mm-hmm. every time you wear one, if you've ever worn a, a Vive or an Oculus, Five. it's it's kind of claustrophobic, you know? It, it, you can't help but do it. It's just you get uncomfortable if you wear that thing for too long. If you had an augmented reality like Microsoft is doing right now, which I, God, Microsoft, get me on your team, please. Mm-hmm. I think if you get something like that into the mobile market and you do it right, if you have user-friendly AROs, which is augmented reality object, that you would be able to completely redefine the market right now. Not to mention, I mean, the things have fucking cameras on them. Like, it, you could you could take the. I, I really think you could just take the the VR headset designs that they have going on right now, 
where you basically put the phone into a box and then put it on your face. You can just take that and then just take the take the camera and and whatever it sees and then just use that as your field of vision and then just overlay things over the top of that. Okay. Well, that, that would be AR then yeah. at that point yeah. instead of having this stupid VR shit where you put the headset on and then instead of having you know, the world in front of you, you just have this like picture and then a shitty menu pops up in front of you. Yeah, the, the complaint that everyone has right now is if it's not a perfect fit, if it doesn't fit your nose right, if it's kind of irritating, if you have glasses, if there's light bleeding in through the side, if your headset doesn't work right, if you're bleeding through audio-wise, you get headaches, you get disoriented, and you get dizzy. With augmented reality, if we get this done right in a way that we can transition people, we're going to be a lot better off. So I'm invested in this whole technology from a biomechanical standpoint. If we could start replacing people's eyes, blindness... <laughs> with the exception of maybe like brainstem injuries is no longer an issue. As long as the, the back of your brain works, you're fine. My brain and in order work, to do though. that, we need, yeah, in order to get that technology squared down, we need to make it work on people who can see normally at least. Right. Yeah. Um, so the next point that we had, the next topic to talk about was Google made a VR headset. So we'll just skip through that when we already know Aroa and Connor's well, feelings on that. They didn't actually make a headset. They made a reference design that they are then giving to OEMs to oh, actually produce. They're letting other people take the the cost, basically. Yeah. Good. That's they're going, a, here's a, a platform you guys fucking designed for it, because we're not going to do it. Cool. So um, let's move on. So Al what is this? Allo? Allo? Is a messaging yeah, it's, app it's with a resonant chat somewhere. box. What what is this? It's um a messaging app with a resonant chat box. I know, I got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's yet another thing that's like trying to be what what is that thing that everybody uses like WhatsApp and, and kick and all those things What's, like uh, WhatsApp, Kick, uh Viber, iMessage, tele whatever. Telegram. Yeah, telegram. Um, it's actually very similar to Telegram. I haven't used any of the other things, but um, particularly with the, uh, it has a an incognito mode where all of your messages are encrypted end to end, and if one person deletes the conversation, then the other person's conversation gets deleted too. Oh yeah, uh, all that all that stuff. Like it's it's very feature, it, it's it's feature equivalent with uh, with Telegram. Um, but yeah, this is this is mainly Google's jump in on trying to get in on the whole bot trend uh, that's going on right now, which I also think is just silly. <laughs> I have not seen any evidence whatsoever that bots are anywhere near ready to be what they're being marketed as. Right. Um, maybe Viv can changed my mind about that because i've heard a lot of fantastic things about viv but haven't actually seen any proof of it um what's if, viv yeah i was gonna say you probably don't know what viv is um the company that made siri uh before they sold it to apple and then apple just kind of sat on it and couldn't figure out what to do with it yeah um they made another chat assistant whatever the fuck you want to call it um called viv that is still voice activated and all that but the main draw is that 
for one, it's more modular than Siri. It's a lot easier to like build things into from a development standpoint, but also it uses a combination of like deep learning and just better overall human speech, human natural speech recognition to like be able to respond to your queries to get more information in order to complete an initial query. So right. the, the best example that I've heard so far was that it allowed Viv to order a pizza just going from the initial query, which was, hey, Viv, order us a pizza. And then Viv can go, what size do you want? What toppings do you want? And, and all this. And so is, is Allo, are they trying to make Allo like that? Kind of like the, the echo, I guess. Well, it, it's, it's, uh, that's coming up. Um, oh, okay. They're, they're echo competitor. Uh, but Allo is more along the lines of a text version of that sort of thing. Um, Microsoft was talking a lot, uh, at their build conference about how they want chatbots to be, like this big new market where you it's it's basically like Microsoft and Facebook and Google are all going in on this tech that takes those shitty uh, online help desk bots that you get on like your internet provider's website or whatever, where you're trying to get to a real person and it's totally a robot responding to your questions. You're like, get, um, take me to a real person. They're like, I am a real person, Dave. Yeah. It's, it's those, um, but they want to make them actually useful. And I, I'm going to be honest, I just think it's a huge fucking waste of time. Yeah, I don't think... We can't beat the Turing test yet, and until we can do that, you're only going to get so close. You know that happened, right? What, we beat the Turing test? Yeah. Nice. I'm not that Googling happened, something right now. That happened a year <laughs> or two ago. Uh because that's that's the thing where it it convinces a human on the other end of a text conversation that it, that they're talking to a real person, right? I believe so. I believe that's what he's talking about. Because that's hey, I believe it. I, I believe it, it convinced a person that it was a twelve-year-old boy or something like that. I totally believe that Tay is a real person who just thinks the Holocaust didn't exist. <laughs> And Tay is a great example of why I don't think that these chatbots are anywhere near ready for the prime time right Tay, now. That was amazing. Because say what you will about Microsoft, but at least from what I've seen, they are definitely pretty big on the whole deep learning and neural network bullshit. Yeah. And if if they can't manage to get this tech working right, then then no. I don't I don't see Facebook being able to do it google maybe but yeah. like i don't i don't see it being a mainstream product counter die he's no, doing something oh okay did did you find it yeah this that's not a that just somebody was going oh yeah i totally thought it was real that's not what a Turing test is okay so it's not know. an actual test okay um do, do you want to explain it connor what what's a Turing test so the idea behind the Turing test is that basically the system will be able to at least convincingly express interests not related to whatever query it's doing at the moment. So, for example, a system that can pass a Turing test is very interested in you keeping that motherfucker plugged in. If you're on a laptop and it's dying, it'll start bugging you saying, hey, plug me in or 
you know, don't start playing that video game. I only have 20% life left. Dumbass. If it can accomplish something like that reliably, and not just for something like battery life, but whatever parameter you want to pass to it, you'll have passed the Turing test. You need to believe that that computer has, not just computer, that robotic system, that AI, has some sort of motivation, influence, and bias based on something. Oh, okay. So, like, the Holocaust didn't exist. Yeah, like Tay. You know, she's obviously robo-Hitler infecting artificial intelligences across the world. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, because what, what I had read was just that you're supposed to believe that the that the person that you're talking to is a real person, but really it's more that you, you have to believe that that a robotic system has achieved sentience. Well, remember again that they... Uh, sorry, this is like my concentration field, so I'm very... I, I know, that's... that's yeah. Uh, I, you, back you, in you, the you, 50s when they did this, they would just have people like... They would ask questions, and then the machine would pop out the question, and then they'd have somebody who was certified to read that sort of thing be like, did you believe that was a person responding to you or not? <laughs> you know, technically, if you have a... I don't know, like a pulley system that lifts one flag or another, depending on current, that's good enough to say yes or no, and that's all natural. If somebody just so happens to ask a question that the answer just so happened is yes, which if we're doing basic probability, that's one out of four times, you <laughs> could accidentally prove that's a false positive on the Turing test. The machine itself has no interest. It's just doing what it do. But because some numbnuts are sitting there at a table watching it vigilantly, they're, they're just getting conflicting data and saying, hey, yep, look at that. It responded to me. I see. I see. I did a row of voice at the end. I hope you appreciated it. Okay. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's what you're going for. So let's move on to <laughs> something else. Um, Duo is Google's FaceTime competitor. Thank God. I, I can't even I mean, begin. Okay. To give a flying fuck about this. I know. I don't either because, okay, <laughs> let, let's be fair. Both systems have Skype. Yeah. Both systems there, have there Discord. Have been video, chat. video chat has been a thing since fucking MSN Messenger in 1997. No, no, okay? no, no. No, video chat has been a thing since the 1950s. Well, I mean, you want to go that far, but yeah. I was like, like, like fucking Facebook lets you video chat. Who the fuck cares? Yes. The only gimmick that this thing even has is that it turns the camera on before you answer the phone, which that's great. What if somebody fucking, like, I don't know. like uh, Oh, well, no. It, yeah, it turns the camera on before you, you start video chatting with them. And it's like, well, what if you don't want that? That Like, even in the marketing video, it, it showed, like, they were surprising them with, with, a, with a birthday cake and all this shit. And it's like, well, they wanted to surprise you. So whenever you look at your phone to answer it, you've already seen that, that they're about to say surprise. You, it's completely ruined it. Yeah. I'd it's be very surprised if that wasn't a toggable option. Because let's face it, it's the internet age. Somebody's going to call somebody and they're going to get a shot of their dick. Oh, no, no. It's, I said it backwards at first. It, it, like, it doesn't, it, you don't call somebody and then their camera turns on. That was actually a, that was actually an idea for an app that I had. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So but it's, yeah, it, it, it doesn't spy do that. on people. Good. Yeah. It, well, it, it what this is is whenever you call somebody, since it's a video chat application, they're assuming that you want them to see you as quickly as possible. 
So it shows a preview of, of your selfie camera to them uh, before they actually answer the call. It's supposed to be their, their logic was that it's really like it, 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 people get anxious before they answer a phone because they don't see the person on the other end. So to help with that anxiety, you get a preview of their camera before wish, you actually I answer wish, it. I wish you were here, Aroa. I wish you lived in Oregon because I just got a great idea for a YouTube video. <laughs> I, yeah. Because I think it should... Uh, my idea for it was um, like have have somebody like have me like tied to a chair with like a gag or whatever and then like i'm getting like held hostage and then you look at the phone and go eh decline <laughs> well my my whole thought was like they they gave the example of like you know it lets you see the person and it lets you see the expression on their face so you know what kind of call you're getting into and oh it's like, so they didn't give any examples of how, like, what if your wife or or your boss is for some reason FaceTiming you, like, and they're pissed off. That, yeah. that just makes it more likely where you're going to hit no yeah. on the call. And I don't know. I feel like this entire feature is just a big waste of time. And it was like, it was like a couple of, a couple of people just kind of made this at Google in their spare time. Right. And Google's like, yeah, fuck it. We need to waste more time at IO Keynote. Yeah. So that's I don't the know. only reason that it exists. I, I will probably never use this, so. I've never done a video call on my phone. Ever. Yeah, I, I, hell, every time on Skype I start a video call, like, I don't know, 95 out of 100 times, people are on the other end going, why are you doing video? Yeah, we don't like yeah. it. You're ugly. A, it could be I'm ugly, thank you. B, it could be that across the board it's just kind of inconsistent and in the way unless you're utilizing video specifically yeah i've i've never ever seen any reason to do a video call unless like i i whenever i was you know back before i was dating my my girlfriend now like i would do video calls with a chick online like well, yeah sure because yeah we well, all how will know she know reason. where to put those sharpies yes exactly well, well, what was that about Arby's? Sharpies. Sharpies. No, oh. Honestly, it all looks about the same at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, oh, God. And then we get sued by Arby's. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. no, if, if nihilist Arby's is still around, then there's no way we're getting sued for that. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's talk about... Uh, the thing uh, that's actually e cool. Uh, Echo. Echo. <laughs> Uh, Google's Amazon Echo competitor. Yep. Um, Google Home. Um, I I mean maybe maybe out of our group, I'm alone in this. I feel like Nathan would be interested in this because he kind of likes the same stupid shit that I do. Oh yeah. But I think this is fucking cool as as fuck. I want it. Because, I want an Echo. So. Yeah, so I like I want an Echo, but it's made by Amazon. And I'm sorry, Amazon has fantastic cloud services, but I don't trust them as like an engineering company. Uh, I mean, most of their stuff is pretty good. It, I don't know. I just, I haven't seen any any proof of them really doing anything all that fantastic in terms of like 
you know, the, the whole assistant thing. It just kind of looks like they, they go, here's some APIs, guys, build products for this product. Right. Which is, which is cool and fine, but I'd rather have this backbone that is Google now and what they're now calling the Google Assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, powering all that instead of Amazon's hey, Alexa hey, assistant. We're not we're not getting to that yet. Well, it's part of this. I know it's the next thing. Um, it's good writing. It's teasing. Yeah. So I oh apparently uh, Home is built on the Chromecast standard, which yeah, allows it to uh, push media to other cast compatible speakers and screens. That's cool. Yeah, th- it's so fucking great. Like it's so smart. For one, from like a from like a, a marketing and product uh, perspective, because this is finally the thing that lets you tie all of it together. Like before, with the Chromecast and the Chromecast Audio, anything that supported the Cast standard, you had to have your phone on you. Right. And now you don't. You can go, "Hey Google, play my play my playlist that is just girls screaming for six hours." And it'll do it. Why do you and have a playlist of girls screaming for six hours? Why don't so you? So the neighbors don't get oh, weirded yeah. out when they actually hear girls screaming? Exactly. Oh, okay. They're like, no, that's just his music. Like, he's weird. Yep. Um, so this is, this is fucking great. And supposedly they're also letting developers in on it. To, to build other external services into it. Yeah, they haven't opened up. Is, they haven't opened them up yet, though. Well, no, because the product's not out yet. Well, yeah, which I'm hella happy for because uh, Chromecast has been kind of a a known annoyance to develop for. So that'll be cool. I love Chromecast. I love my Chromecast so much. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love it too. I use it just about every day. But man, I really wish I could jump. Uh, so I did the words. Let me try that again. Really wish that I could cast stuff to it really conveniently. Right. Uh, I it's it's good for casting like your tabs from Chrome and your screen and YouTube, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I do download uh like TV shows and stuff sometimes and cast them uh, through well, uh, uh, an app, and it works pretty well. well I mean, uh, Katie will use it to watch Netflix. Um. Whenever Katie is not home, I'll use it to listen to music. Even I'll plug the Chromecast that we have because I don't have two for some stupid reason. I'll plug it into They're thirty-five dollars, Aroa. I know, but I'm broke right now. Okay, um, but I'll I'll plug you know it into the TV and play music over my stereo system, and like it's really fucking nice. It's nice that I don't have to like walk over and plug something in. And I don't have to walk over to that thing to control it. I can just walk around with my phone in my pocket and music's playing on the TV. Like, it's fine. So, like, that's what I've kind of thought that Alexa or the Amazon Echo has kind of needed was a tie-in to this big backbone of some kind. Whether it be Apple releasing, you know, the inevitable Apple Home or whatever the hell they're going to call it, or Siri Home, right. um, or or Google releasing this thing. Uh, I will say that I think it looks stupid, um, only because it's white. I wish it was right. black. But... Whoa, 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 whoa! I think they have a white one on the right side, and they have a no, black. Not... They show a black one, don't they? No. 
Oh, is that not it? The the bottom the bottom half you can swap out, but the top half it's white in every piece of marketing I've seen. But I, I'm I'm looking at that. That's a speaker. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's the speaker on the inside. Which um, they also said that like, oh, the speaker's fantastic. It's gonna it, it's gonna be able to play your music throughout your whole room, and it'll be great. And I'm, no, I'm sorry, but no. You know, it's I weird. I watched that whole thing. He didn't sound like that at all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I was listening closer than you, I guess. I could just capture capture just a lot more closely. I, fuck him. It's, it, it's stupid. It, it's not going to it's not going to sound that great. It's one fucking speaker, even if it was two speakers. Like, I'm sorry, they're, they're too small. It's not going to sound good. It's going to sound like a speaker sitting on a table, right. which is fine. But I'm going to listen to my music on my 5.1 system. Thanks. So uh, Google's assistant's going to get better and more chatty, blah, blah, blah. And I, I kind of was surprised about that announcement because at the same time, they they specifically said they're not giving it a personality. They They don't want the whole Google assistant thing to be like Siri at all. They want it to be more... They, they, the, the quote that I read was basically that they want you to feel like the secret agent talking to like some kind of AI. Oh, see, and not... I, want, I want them to have Tay, racist Tay, as, as <laughs> once Windows releases a phone and they have racist Tay as one of your options, I will be buying like three of them just because that would be hilarious. And this whole thing that they were talking about with the way that they want the assistant to kind of integrate with all of their services, I think is more of the right way to go about this stuff rather than giving it some kind of its own personality necessarily and and making it feel like the separate entity, just have it be the interconnecting kind of, kind of just mind that, that brings all of your, your devices together, whether it be through uh, Android uh, Auto or Google Home and all that shit. Like, I, I think that's cool that it just feels more transparent that way. Right. Um, Apple obviously feels differently about that. I'm sure that Series, whenever they announce it at WWDC, it'll be like, yeah, Series, part of your part of your house now. Siri will be sitting on the table. Siri is going to get a body and beat you when you don't talk to her. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like that episode of the boondocks where siri becomes a crazy bitch that thinks that uh, you and her are transcendental beings that are destined to uh suicide bomb uh, or something yeah so Andrew, you know, i'm and- terrified if a neural network comes to that conclusion because that probably means it's right yep and we <laughs> we finally created skynet we did it guys good job i am utterly utterly terrified of of how big neural networks are getting and God, I love it dude it's it, it's just scares me because eventually it's going to come to some horrific nihilistic conclusion and like somebody's gonna go they're right worship the computer god and well, it's and all gonna go down the computers are gonna be like hey you know who really fucks up this planet this goddamn humans we should take them out yeah, yeah and we'll be like yeah that's that's a fair point actually Luckily, we probably won't get that far until we get quantum computers down. 
Also, luckily, we might be getting closer to that than we think. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. When when we can get n log n or log n to be linear or one, yeah, it was suddenly we can unfold protons in real time. Like the cure to cancer will not be that hard. Great, you know, as somebody who knows nothing about curing cancer. Let's not talk uh, about I mean, cancer. You're probably please. right because. Okay. My my sister's dog has cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I he agree. has he has lymphoma. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so I'm super sad about that. So sorry for bringing it up. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, anyway, Android N is getting smarter, faster, and better. Yep, they are uh, finalizing that whole split screen multitasking thing that uh, custom ROM developers have been putting in for like a year or two now. Uh, that's going to be really nice. Uh, new emoji for all the retards. Yeah, um, woo! Wait, let me see. Let me see. I want to look at these new emoji. They look retarded. They're just... The, the main thing was that they're adding Diversity. more women. They're adding... Yeah. They're adding uh, women, Asian people, though they don't have the slanty eyes, so... Uh, all, they already all have yellow skin. What does it matter? I know, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Asian, <laughs> Asian people, black people, women, old people. Uh, they have... I like the one with the big uh, horseshoe. and the, Like how they have the, the old guy with the horseshoe hairstyle. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's... Let me see. Oh, and they're, uh, they're updating their current emojis. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm not sure which I'm not which, sure which one's the old one and which one's the new one. Some of them look and, exactly the same. Anyway, um they're also adding some new notification shit where you can do what uh you've actually been able to do in iOS for a while where you can respond to a message in in the notification. Um well, you can you can sort of do that in iOS. It's only whenever the notification initially comes in. Once again, Android's you know making making themselves better uh, than iOS. But no, um, they're they're gonna have some kind of picture in picture mode, which I don't really know what that is. I'm assuming it has something to do with like the way that YouTube uh, lets you shrink down the video. Yeah, and yeah then, picture, like, you picture can... in picture. It's been on TVs for. It was on TVs in the '90s and 2000s. Mm -hmm. You you don't really care, do you? I already I, I know what you're talking about. I've had a TV with picture in picture. Well, then you don't. Well, then why do you say you don't know what it is? Because in the Android world, who knows what it could possibly be? It's probably just going to be the same damn thing. Probably similar, yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing is that they're adding Vulcan support, which means even more usage of Vulcan. Which the more that that can get out there, the better. What's Vulcan? Uh, Vulcan is OpenGL for the modern world, um, oh, okay. which is like DirectX, but yeah, yeah. it's open. Um, Vulcan's more than likely going to start eating uh, DirectX 12 alive. Uh, I'm hoping at least. Hopefully, because DirectX 12, it looks nice, but... It's got a lot of great stuff going for it, but oh, yeah. the problem is it runs on Windows, and you know, stop it, stop it. I don't uh, want things to only run on Windows. Oh, here's something you're going to be really interested in about. 
mm-hmm. Android Wear 2.0. Yeah, I thought I was going to be excited about this. Um, it's, supposed to help be... your, your, it's supposed to help your smartwatch become more autonomous. Yeah, sure. It's um, so there's there's two things that make me not care about this. The first is that it, 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 the first is something that affects only me, and well, some other people, the other unfortunate people that bought a Sony smartwatch three. The Sony smartwatch three um, was. To my knowledge, the last device to get the Marshmallow update for Android Wear. Oh, okay. And it got it like six months after every other watch got it. Okay. Which means that Android Wear 2.0 is probably going to take six months to a year to fucking come out on my fucking watch. If it comes out. If it comes out at all, even though Google was like, we're sticking to the forefront on the whole Android Wear thing. Don't worry, guys. We have a lot of control over it now. And they do. Whenever you make an Android Wear device, you have to actually, like, you have to do some kind of contract with Google where it's like, yeah, we're going to support the motherfucker. It'll get uh, OTA updates. But, fuck. Yeah, the, the process so of making an app for a Google phone is not pretty right now. Better than Apple, you don't need to pay for a freaking hundred dollar programming license that says yes, you can do this. But gosh, darn well, it, the heck, to, it is and so you have to difficult have a Mac, to keep that stuff updated. With, yeah, with iOS, you have, you have to have a Mac. So, well, you you don't have to anymore. Oh, you don't? No. Um, Visual Studio lets you publish to iOS now. Ooh, neat. Um, but. So ignoring that fact that there are still some phones out there that are getting re- or uh, watches that are really slow to get updates, not that it fucking matters because Android Wear uh, Marshmallow didn't really do a whole lot anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, barring that fact, they still aren't doing much with this. And unfortunately, I don't think Google can do anything about... Android Wear being underwhelming is all fuck. Right. Because I don't think anybody knows what to do with smartwatches. Um, because really... they're, they're stupid. I hate to say it. I know you like yours, but... <laughs> I like mine because it was cheap. The battery lasts more than a day. It lasts four or five days. It's completely waterproof, and I can respond to notifications on it. Like, it but, does all the things that I would expect a smartwatch to do without also having all these really annoying caveats. Right. But th- they're pretty dumb. They, they, they are. are they're completely, like, a superfluous, uh, well, nearly superfluous product. They have their uses. You get it, but like, one, one square inch... Or like a two-inch screen. Not even. It's it's yeah. You you, you were closer to like one inch. It's like yeah, a one-inch so, screen, and you can go. Oh, let me reply to this, and then you like, and then you either use voice diction, which works amazing all the time, or you can tap it out with your finger on the smartwatch. No, you can't do that. Oh, you I'm can't? just saying. I've gotten text messages from people like while they were in the shower. As a mm-hmm. developer, I don't hate the smartwatch. I just understand and I'm very cautious that 
anything that's done with it needs to be proprietary. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Right. Well, that's why Google is so hands-on with Android Wear. That's why they've made it to where you can't just put out the watch and use the... It's They haven't open-sourced the OS or anything. Like, you can't skin Android Wear. You can't do any of that shit. Um, same with Android Auto, I believe. Um, although they're thinking about... They're talking about changing that, but that's later. Um, but going beyond all that... What does Android Wear 2.0 actually do? Um, um, it lets you do. It lets you listen to music without it being connected to a data connection. Hey, um, hey! It has a tiny swipeable QWERTY keyboard. Yeah, they added. They added. Uh, they added a keyboard and they added uh, handwriting recognition to a one-inch screen. I'll admit, I have typed on my Android Wear device because you could get a third-party keyboard installed on it that would let you respond to messages with it. It wasn't that bad. But at that fucking point, just fucking take your phone out of your pocket, bro. Yeah. And that's unfortunately the symptom of all smartwatch development is that you kind of hit a point where it's like, why is this even on the watch anymore? Yeah. I, I, like, I like it for very particular interactions. And those are responding to messages with my voice and controlling music with, with the watch. I kind of like having like a shopping list on, on my watch. Uh, that can be convenient when it works, um, which it does work better on Android wear, but fuck my Android wear. Watch. Or, or you could always use your other smartwatch you have. You could use the. You could take your phone and put it into your Pip Boy case, and <laughs> use that as a smartwatch. And you know, you say that, but honestly, um, well, the, the funny part is that there there is a company that's actually made. They they've made that product. I know, I know. Uh, but it would be infinitely more useful just to be able to do that. Just to mount your phone on your wrist. And then you get full functionality of everything without having to deal with all the caveats that come with Android Wear or even Pebble. The ironic thing is people who exercise have had this technology for years now. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the only real big uh, market that I see for these things are people who exercise on a regular basis that want a fitness tracker, but also would like something that's actually useful. Um, right. And that's because, like, my, my Pebble is a fitness tracker, and it costs the same as an actual fitness tracker, and it uses the same fucking tech. It's just more useful. As a fitness tracker? Well, I mean, it can. It, it's like it, fitness trackers, the, the wrist-bound fitness trackers, they're just yeah. accelerometers. Yeah. That's all they are. Yeah. Um, and that's all that my watch uses. But it can also respond to notifications, and there's an app market, and I can change the watch face to whatever I want, and all that shit. Like that, but that's the only thing that I've seen that like actually makes a smartwatch useful enough to be like, yeah, you should get that. Is if you're going to buy a fitness tracker, if you're going to buy a Fitbit, especially that stupid fucking Fitbit that's trying to be a smartwatch but sucks huge donkey balls. Which one like, is that? I, I can't, it's like some kind of, hold on, Fitbit smartwatch. 
uh, uh, the Fitbit Blaze, I guess. Um, they also had one that was like the Fit, oh, the Fitbit Surge is what I was actually thinking of. Oh, okay. But it's it just those things are a complete waste of of money. Whenever a smartwatch will do everything that it does and more. Mm-hmm. And that's the only situation where I can be like, yeah, it's justified to buy a smartwatch. Um, otherwise, like, the only justification is just that I have the money to waste, which is yeah. the only reason that I that I got my Pebble in the first place. I will admit that I have trouble going without my watch. Um, it's just really nice to be able to get my notifications on my wrist. I don't have to worry about missing something. Yeah. But let's face it, most people don't have any... I don't have anything important enough to where it's like, I can't possibly miss one notification. And well, that's true. I mean, no one really likes you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let's, this let's this whole on. announcement's stupid. Yeah, it is. It is stupid. But let's <laughs> move on. All right. Um, Android um, reaches deeper into your car, apparently. Um, uh, Waze is now built directly into android auto letting drivers yeah. see speed trap warnings and accident alerts in real time uh new auto can also connect to cars over wi-fi where previous versions required a usb connection uh what is android auto android auto is um have you ever had a car with like a touch screen in it i have or one right now one Oh yeah, you do. You have a Prius. Yep. Uh, it's that, but oh, okay. imagine that Android powers it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it has uh, where you can you can say okay Google now, or okay Google. I mean, yeah. Um, and you, it, it'll do Google Maps. Uh, you can listen to music through it, respond to text messages, all that shit. Yeah. Uh, but it's in in your head unit. That's um, neat. So the update for this the the big thing that i actually give a shit about is that you can run android auto on your phone and just dock your phone in your car and it'll just run on your phone oh because that's that's what i do anyway because i'm not spending eight hundred dollars on a new head unit right (laughs) at least not right now i Uh, have like, like my um my car functionality is pretty good uh with the Mm -hmm. the maps that they have in the car but I know that my phone has a lot better, like updated maps and everything. Yeah, that's that's the big deal. Is that I have to pay? I think it's a hundred or hundred and fifty dollars to update the maps in my car. Yeah, and it's like, why the fuck would I do that when right. I can just buy a vent mounted phone mount and keep my phone in that, and right. then just use the GPS on there? Yeah, I, I completely understand that because I I don't know if I. I probably have to take it into Toyota and get the map updated, but I'll never do that. So, on mine, it's just an SD card. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Relying on the vendor just to have something as convenient as a map, it's like, why the hell are you just going to put? Why would you put that in there if you're just going to make them pay for it later? Yeah, I think well, they, it's so that they know. can get money out of stupid people. Oh yeah, I don't know <laughs> if mine's an SD card. I don't think it is, but I'm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can you not pirate it? No, I have looked. <laughs> okay. It, it's the not even pirates give enough of a shit to so, bother. So the last thing is actually it's neat, but I feel like it's stupid. I actually disagree with you on that. 
What, I think do, this do you think is, it's stupid, but you but it's but it but it's neat. No, I think this is this is actually one of the most significant things that they they talked about. Okay, go on. Um, you explain it. Well, um, or we could just so, or we could just talk in circles so nobody knows what we're talking about. We could. Yeah, that would um, be fun. So, the big new thing uh, here is that uh, Google has finally or is finally talking about the finalized product of their whole basically use apps without downloading them thing. Right. This was something that uh, was actually mentioned a year or two ago uh, as something that they were working on um, that they had like they, that they were, they were trying to figure out how to make it work. And now they've, they've got an actual product that they're going to be able to give to developers right. where basically you click a, you click a link in a Google result or wherever online, and it instead of bringing you to the Play Store to download an app for whatever site or whatever it is that you that you're trying to go to, it streams the app to your phone yeah. immediately. Where it and it's not like where it streams like the entire app where it just starts downloading it. It gives you the part of the app that's necessary to do whatever it is that you tapped on. Oh, okay. I thought it was, it streamed basically, it basically downloaded the app, but then it was in a temporary nope. state. No, it, um, it downloads whatever is actually necessary for you to get done, whatever it is that you wanted to do. So like the example in the, in the GIF that they have there is that you poke a BNH photo shop link and then it, it streams in, basically all the code and assets that are necessary to show you that item in the app so that you can look at the item description and all that shit in a nice uh, native running interface instead of in a shitty JavaScript uh, laden bullshit thing in Chrome because mobile Chrome is ass. It is. It um, is. And then you have the option of installing the full app if it's something that you want, but you, you don't have to. It, once you do whatever it is that you need to do, it will just fucking it'll just fuck off. It'll delete all the everything that it that it had downloaded. Um, another example that they used in the actual demo was the BuzzFeed video app, where they clicked on a link to a BuzzFeed video that exists for some reason. And it downloaded just basically just the player uh, portion of the BuzzFeed video app, and it played the video. But then it also uh, still had the whole play a suggested video after that functionality. Right. So it looks like it starts to stream in other pieces as you leave the app open, but it still just deletes everything once you close the app, and you definitely don't want to use it anymore. Right. And I think I think this is pretty fucking significant because I can't tell you how much I hate using the mobile web. Um, I hate it. I, uh, it's do you, slow. Do you like it? No. Oh, okay. No. Are you sure? You positive? I don't, I don't like it. That was really close. <laughs> it, it's it's awful. Um, so 
like being able to get this native app functionality anywhere at any time is going to be huge, not just for the user perspective where it's like, wow, everything's all fancy and it runs really smoothly. Like it, it makes me want to continue doing what it was I was trying to do. Whereas in a lot of cases now you click on the link and it like loads at a white screen for a few seconds. And then like you get some text, but you can't scroll and it's kind of laggy and maybe you'll like accidentally tap on an element that hadn't fully loaded in. So now an ad's popping up and it's just fucking pain in the ass. Right. Uh, instead you get, you get what the fucking company wants you to get all at once. Cool. And it also from a developer standpoint, or rather, I guess, more of a company standpoint, it'll let you retain that user more easily because it means that you can pack in all this extra functionality in just this simple link, mm-hmm. where mainly in the in the case of the BuzzFeed app, where you're clicking on it, and, and then, oh, here comes the BuzzFeed app. There's a video. Well, there's another video. I like these videos because I'm brain dead. And then you get the full app, and then that's all said and done. I think this is this is going to be a really big deal. Um, I'm hoping that developers will take advantage of it. Unfortunately, it is only an Android thing, which kind of reduces the likelihood of that happening, but I can definitely hope. Right. So I I will wait and see because I just I don't know if because I presume that developers would have to incorporate this into um their apps um the google has said that it'll take usually less than a day to do it because what they have to do is just compartmentalize their app oh okay basically you have to you have to break it down to where google will know what parts to stream to each person to the user's phone which probably just means taking a taking a url and turning that into an intent and then like whatever cloud service that Google is doing with that shit just takes that intent and goes, that means load this part of the app and then it sends it over. Right. So my biggest hope for it is that they'll be able to take this technology and implement something like ad block into it. If you're going to download somebody's freaking, or if you're just going to stream an app, there's nothing that's saying, Hey, I'm going to stream this and I'm not going to stream this. I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. So when you can actively stream content instead of just downloading the entire app, in a way, you'll be able to pick and choose what you do and don't download. So if something says, hey, here's the request to download the the ad player, you could just say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Send me everything else. And realistically, as long as there's no way to check that everything got downloaded, it should go through just fine. That probably yeah. is. Probably is well, a way to check, I would imagine. Well, you, there, there would be, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it would, it would essentially be the same thing as what AdBlock on Android is now, where, you know, you're just, you're just looking for particular things and saying, no, nope, don't touch that shit. Right. And then what'll, what'll inevitably happen if something like that comes about is then apps will start going, did this download? And then if it sees that it's not there, it'll go, yeah, well, fuck, fuck you user. We got to yeah. make money off this shit. Pretty much. Um, All right, let's wrap to... this up. We've been talking forever. Yeah, yeah we, have. we have. We've been talking for a while. So I thank you both for being here. Sorry for talking way too much. It's okay. You guys, you guys know you can follow me, right? You can follow us 
this podcast is on both iTunes and the Google Play Store. You really have no, if you have an Android device or if you have an iOS device, you have no reason not to go into your respective player and press the subscribe button so you can get every new episode with the Re Entertainment Podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch, www.twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. You can follow me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Reeton. There's a little link below for Green Man Gaming. So what you can do is you can put that in your toolbar or, or bookmarks or whatnot. And every time you go to buy something from Green Man Gaming, just click that. If you click that link, it'll basic and then buy something. I'll get a little bit of the profit and that goes to supporting the website. Um, with Aroa, you can follow him. He is Aroa on Twitter and Aroa1337 on Twitch and YouTube. I think you finally, you finally got it. I finally did it. Uh, Connor is cyberpunk underscore monk on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's the same thing. Uh, cyberpunk underscore monk on Twitch now as well, right? It's actually the Cyberpunk Monk on Twitch. God, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> is, it, it is it the Cyberpunk underscore Monk? Or is it just nope, the, the Cyberpunk? Cy the Cyberpunk Monk, no underscore, no nothing on Twitch. Okay. Cyberpunk underscore Monk on Twitter because someone else had to go have that handle and ruin my day. And, and, and you are Nemesis0320 on YouTube. Yeah, I guess. I don't put things on YouTube. Don't be dumb. I know you don't. Uh, so you can follow us in all the places. I'm going to go edit-ish this podcast, and then I'm going to watch wrestling. So thank you all for being here. Uh, bye. Bye. Yeah, I've been wearing this headset for like four hours straight now. It's freaking starting to hurt my ears. I'm sorry. <laughs>